kind of you talked you talk about kind of you're the vocal one or one of the vocal leaders for this. Just I guess when did all this kind of I guess start for you to kind of say, hey, there's a problem with the scheduling in the conference, the way it goes about things. Well, I, I think that the league and the conference offices have supported this dialogue. A lot of people look at the MIAA and say the MIAA needs to do something. The reality is the athletic directors need to do something, and uh, this can's been kicked down the road and, and with no inaction and studies, and, and it's time to act. Unfortunately, we're at a spot at a, at a critical turning point in January where action will be taken. I think it's a hotly contested topic, and it's the single biggest football issue the MIAA must address. And uh, to me, it, the, the answer is clear. We need to end silo scheduling. And I think that any athletic director or head coach in this league that, that disagrees is, is either one, uh, uninformed of how playoff selections work in the NCAA, or two, they're just disengaged on, on the topic. Because when you really drill down, there is no benefit whatsoever of staying close scheduling. In fact, it, anything that silo scheduling does is a detriment to playoff hopes um, and to playoff resumes for MIAA teams. We haven't had that critical moment where we've only been a one-bid league. Those scenarios haven't lined up over the last several years, uh, but it will happen. And there will be an outcry when it happens because silo scheduling and playing a conference schedule, all it is is a detriment to playoff resumes for what we believe is the strongest football conference in the country. And then going off what you kind of said at the end there first about NYAA is known as the, one of the, if not the best conference in Division Two, is maybe a part of it. The conference is kind of stuck in the fact that, hey, we're the best, but the committee doesn't really care what happens in the regular season at that point if you have the closed-off scheduling, right? The committee goes by data, and so the data shows you have strength of schedule of 500. The data doesn't show who you're playing week in and week out, and, and we're unanimous as a league. Everyone wants to pump their chest out and say the NYAA is the best. Uh, we'll take on anyone. We're 9-0 and in bowl games. You have this many teams in national championships over the last however many years. But when it comes time to prove it, we don't. It's all talk. We, we have those that are against opening the schedule. And at the end of the day, if you feel you can play non-conference games and you feel you're the best and you'll win those, you will have the best playoff resume for the committee to look at. But right now, the committee can't see that. It's 500 strength of schedule. There's no comparable data between the MIAA and any other league because we don't play anybody else. Going through the, I guess, why people are maybe fighting against a little bit, the, the one true champion part of the thing, it, is that a valid argument against it, do you think, or just a reason people are maybe using to kind of get it in the right ears of saying, hey, maybe we don't want to do this? Yeah, the, the true conference champion, I can respect that, but last time I checked, there's a trophy in Maryville and a, chair, and a trophy in Warrensburg from this past year, and one of those teams beat the other. Yeah, they both got a trophy. So we've been on a co-champion model in this league for years and years, and everybody plays each other, and at the end of the day, if two teams have the same record, it doesn't matter who beat the other one, you both get a trophy. Uh, so I, I don't think that's a, a valid argument at all. In fact, I think uh, opening... Uh, non-conference scheduling with a flex week in week 11 and taking the two teams in the, in the league who haven't played each other but have the best records creates an unbelievable week 11 game where you know it is a huge matchup of likely playoff teams that are enhancing their schedule and could be a de facto MIAA championship game uh, which we also don't have. Going through that the week 11 what is kind of I guess the idea behind that proposal? For the well the proposal is open up to 
weeks of non-conference games in the beginning. And uh, if the MIAA feels we're the best league in the country, it gives you an opportunity to prove that. And, and everybody's records increase from top to bottom because you feel like you'll go out and schedule the competition. It gives ADs flexibility depending on where your program is. Do you want to play two Division II teams? Do you want to take a money game and play FCS and then invite another Division II team to come play home? Do you want two home games? Do you want to go home and away? Do you want to play NAI? It, it opens up a lot of strategic scheduling. Uh, then you can divide the, the schools, our 12 schools, into two leagues for scheduling purposes, only two divisions. Uh, you play everybody in your division once, there's five games. You play some three predetermined crossover games, there's eight. You have your two non-cons, that's ten. And then week 11 is open for MIAA teams who have yet to play each other but have the best record cross-division. Uh, you have the home and away de uh, teams already determined in advance of the season. So if you have a red division and a blue division, okay, red division teams are at home in even years and blue division teams are uh, at home in odd years. So Missouri Western would know, hey, we have uh, a week 11 home game. We just don't know who that opponent is. It's going to be somebody we haven't played in the MIAA yet. And that opponent will be determined based off of what those records are after 10 weeks of the season. What's the process that the league has to look at now of kind of deciding if this is something that you guys can put into play, not next year, but the, the year after type of thing? Ultimately, it comes down to is the status quo working for this league? And in my opinion, there is no rational reason or uh, good reason to stay status quo because silo scheduling does nothing but hurt the league. It hurts the, the top teams in our league when it comes to playoff selection. And it hurts the bottom teams in our league because the bottom teams in our league are, are trying to push up and build their competitiveness. And they also feel like if they could play out of conference games, they're going to win some out-of-conference games. And so I, I think it's, it's an entire league issue. It's not just the top teams. And uh, there really is no great reason to stay silo. But uh, unfortunately, action is hard. And, and, it, and it is easy. And it's easy for ADs to sit back and have a schedule given to them. Uh, and you just play 11 weeks. And you don't have to go out and work or be strategic in what you're doing. But at some point, it is going to hurt the MIAA, if it's not already eroding, as some would argue it's hurt us already, but at some point it's going to hurt this league come playoff selection. It almost happened this year. We were staring down the barrel of being a one-bid league this year. Week 11, it didn't line up the way it, it, to, to give that scenario, but we were close, um, and, and there would have been major issues across this league if there was just one team in the playoffs this past year. Does, I, I was talking to Coach earlier about this because I have no idea how the committee goes about deciding. Do you really have any insight or how the committee goes about deciding besides they look at the record and stuff like that? For playoff selection? Yep. It, so the committee has select, selection criteria that is data-driven that they use to determine. And so what the problem is for the MIAA, if we feel we're the our conference is strong, there is no comparable data for the selection committee say, well, the MIAA is a stronger conference than the Great America Conference or the GLVC or the, or the GLIAC. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to making a selection, and we saw it this year with Lindenwood, any team that plays non-conference games and wins them is going to get the nod over a team that does not play non-conference games. And Lindenwood got the nod over Henderson State, and I know exactly what that committee did and why they made that decision. It's what the criteria is, what they should do. Uh, and 
we would have been in that seat too. Nine and two Missouri Western, more than likely Lindenwood selected over nine and two Missouri Western, over nine and two Henderson State. Um, but that's not the issue. It, our issue is not the way they select teams. Our issue is what the MIAA does, and we are not putting ourselves in the best position for our league to go out and get those final playoff spots. Where other leagues are doing so, and credit to them for, do, for doing that because they're putting their schools in the best possible position. Are other conferences open to playing the MIAA? I know they always hear the MIAA is the best conference. Do you think they're open to kind of saying, okay, let's yeah. take our shot at them? Yeah, I think it's an absolute myth that uh, other leagues won't play the MIAA. Uh, that, that's an easy thing to, for fans and coaches to say. Uh, the reality is the GLIAC in our league is desperate for non-conference games. You're seeing Grand Valley State play home-and-homes against Colorado Pueblo, uh, against uh, Colorado Mines. Those are long trips. Those are top programs in the country. Uh, you see Ferris State going on the road and wanting to play teams. So there are games to be had. You look around our region, the GLVC needs games. Uh, the Lone Star Conference needs games. The RMAC needs games. There's plenty of games out there, uh, and I think that's a myth. But you know what? We don't know until we try it. And then looking at it from Coach talking about it too, from a recruiting standpoint, this can be helpful in the recruiting, whether you go play in Texas, whether you go play Grand Valley, somewhere like that. You're getting more exposure if you're playing outside of just your conference in the area of the five, four or five states you go to. Well, the focus of this conversation in the league is how do we give our league the best competitive advantage? But the student-athlete experience in football is different than any other league. Every other, or any other sport in our league, every other student-athlete gets to experience non-conference competition. Our football athletes don't. Fans of MIAA football don't get to see that. So absolutely, it's a detriment to our fan base. It's a detriment to our student-athletes. Uh, and it's a detriment to us come playoff selection criteria and what the resume we have to give to a committee select. There's really no good reason to stay in the silo. And then just kind of wrapping it up with the non-con class coach, too. He's open to like an FCS type of potential for you guys, too. Is that something where you're just kind of open to any type of scheduling there? Just kind of, is there something that maybe you want Missouri Western to see move in the future with, with those type of games, whether it's top 25, Division two stuff like that? Well, we would schedule based on where we feel our, our program is. And right now, if we were to open non-conference schedule for 2021, we would want to find quality Division two opponents in both of those weeks to help build our strength of schedule come playoff selection time, knowing we're also going to play one heck of a schedule as well in the MIAA and, and build that resume. That's the, that's the stage where our program. Others uh, programs may be in, di in different stages of what they would schedule, which is the whole beauty of it. Uh, the NCAA, there's a lot of work to do in how their playoff selections work. But we can't control that. What we can control is what the MIAA does for scheduling, and that's really what we need to focus on and, um, and, and let the championships committee and others advocate for change. But that will also take takes a lot longer than it does for uh, the MIAA to change things. So next week's the meetings for you guys, right? And then after that, I guess kind of once the, the topic is discussed, how, what's kind of, I guess, the pad or the steps it has to go through, whether traction's made or not. There's been a task force that's worked on this for more than two years, and credit our commissioner, Mike Racy, of um, bringing the topic and pulling people to the table. I think we all wish that this was uh, being voted on uh, earlier, but it's going to be voted on in January, and that's just the timetable it's taken to get people on board to get concepts up. 
Uh, we'll discuss it in our, in our league meetings here uh, in Kansas City on Monday and Tuesday, uh, but it's already on the agenda for the presidents to take a look and each institution to vote on at the NCAA convention. So really, uh, the proposal's there. Now it's just time to vote, and I think there's going to be a lot of debate back and forth, but ultimately the right thing to do for our league, for our student-athletes, for our fans, is to open up our scheduling for non-conference competition, uh, and I think it does nothing but uh, put our league in a better spot in so many different areas.